This episode is dedicated in the loving memory of Angus Roundface, one of the original people on this long-running podcast, and MBT and my first fur baby. May your sweet tinkling bell make other people smile wherever you are now. The NRL Adoro podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the lands and waters on which the podcast is recorded and produced, the unceded and sovereign land of the Gadigal people. We extend our deepest respects to Gadigal elders past and present and acknowledge Gadigal people's continued connection to culture, community and country. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, NRL Adoro, a rugby league podcast that Barca Anfordata, Anfordata, oof. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. Yeah, and also means your boat sunk. I'm Big T, views of my own, and I'm recording these views on the Ruben Wiki Hotline. We're back with everyone's new best friend, Odin. Boat sunk. Yeah, boat sunk. I uh, usually ask how I'm doing there and I appreciate you not asking, so I didn't go into a big spiel about how I'm still depressed. Um, no, I'm actually, I'm actually all right. I'm coping well, um, considering I've definitely been more upset at past uh, rugby league failures. Um, I think just got to accept the Panrath juggernaut. It is what it is, and you know you could see that the South team were just battered and bruised, and you know they wanted it, but I think their bodies just sort of let them down towards the end. And Penrith definitely looked fresh. Fit firing. Stop talking about the game. We're not ready for that yet. I want to hear about your normal life. We've got an hour of football. You're doing anything fun, fun, fantastic? Any mons chat? What's what's the go? Oh, mate, I've been um, I've been a little bit active on the bogo, um, getting around a bit. I had a baby bunny today, so we took the dog for a couple of walks. So that was a few k's in the legs, a few mon in the in the balls. Now, if anyone, um, there'll be a huge amount of people who have no idea what we're talking about. Obviously, pogo. Stands for Pokemon Go and Mons is short for Pokemon uh, and, and walking around is a great time to do it. So it's good to see that you, Baby Bunny and the dog are all getting getting into the uh, catching them all fever and, and you're doing well at it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And um, Wednesday night, I've actually got uh, the Rugby League musical, um, which I'm, I can't wait for. I've never been to it. Um, so actually going with... With you, Big T. I know we're on a um, date. Everyone's, everyone's new best date. That's it. Um, so I'm looking forward to having my eyes opened um, to the glory <laughs> of rugby league comedy. Yeah, he, he's already done three nights. Dennis Carnahan, he did Monday and Tuesday, and he'll have done Wednesday. Uh, day of recording, it should come out on Wednesday. We're also going with brother-in-law's brother-in-law, and I think um, Jack Omado and Sick Vic T. I don't know what her thing. The yeah, Vic is also, I think, coming. So there's a, a few people coming. So it should be a good night um, of just laughing at ridiculousness. Speaking of those two people and all those people, big old rugby league hi to Gilby, Mario, Mr. Bajas, that blackness, brother-in-law's brother-in-law, Terry, not Neil Bull, Lambretta, and the David Hypothetic Hunter, all who told us that they're listening. Anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Cows vs Sala. Uh, now, I was only just going to give this to yeah, the Vic again. Um, I'll just let her quickly run through it and then you and I can wax. She wrote, they spoke about the conditions. They spoke about the bench. They spoke about Darwin. No one gave them a chance at halftime. Neither did I. Down by eight, neither did I. But somehow they still did it. It was ugly. The performance at times 
uh, and me crying at the end was ugly. <laughs> Cowboys dominated in every single way, but when push came to shove, I think Parramatta just wanted it more. She's She's got a great turn of phrase, that woman, and she also incredibly, um, her and her partner, Jacko, who's a massive Penrith fan and just a massive rugby league fan writ large, he... Um, they won a Sen competition, the radio station Sen, 1170, oh, yeah. whatever it is. Um, and they got flown and a comp. They won a competition to go to that to that cows game up there. So she got flown up there with a partner, has an incredible night. Parramatta ended up winning in an epic game and then flown back in incredible time. Wow. Oh my gosh. She would have been uh, dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Over the moon. That's unreal. <laughs> Now, tell me about the game. I was at a staff party and and was trying to sit myself in a place where I could see, but I was having an extremely good time. They had like they had espresso martinis on tap, so I had to watch this on a replay later. But was very excited to see. I'm going to say we, as a Parramatta now fan, that we won. How did you? Where did you watch this one? Uh, I just watched it at home, mate. I was uh, I was looking after baby bunny, so I was locked in at home and um, to be honest for big games there's nowhere I'd rather be I hate mm. the chatter in a pub um, especially <laughs> like when I really want to focus on a game of footy um, mate you know, unreal what a contest um, pretty exciting brand of footy from both teams love players on both sides so I really enjoyed this one yeah I mean that's a good shout we've been waxing lyrical we probably gave it to the Eels a bit at the beginning but there are a couple of players on that thing that we've been really enjoying Particularly Moses, you and I have been really happy with how he's going. And then the cows are filled with people who we absolutely adore. Uh, none of them played badly. The Tamalolo sin binning and not being the hero of the game was probably the biggest shock for me, other than the result. Yeah. I mean, what can you say about that, really? Tom, Tomalolo, I feel I I just feel like he looks like too nice a guy to get to get beaten, <laughs> even if he bit. throws a shoulder, <laughs> even if he throws a shoulder into someone's face. Um <laughs> But you know what? That their battle all game, Papali'i and um, and Tomalolo, they, you know, I think Tomalolo in particular was looking for Papali'i and you know he had a job to do, um, and unfortunately uh, just accidentally slipped up slightly, you know, popped him in the face and big turning point, mm. um, you know, because you say on that Cowboys team he's probably the player who can who can flip a match on its head, um, you know, given the right the right context of people around him. Yeah, you're right. The 8-0 down bit that Vic also talked about was also true because I thought the moment they got more than six points away, I was like, oh, Parramatta's had a great season. They should be really happy with this. It's great to see the cows doing their thing. When they ended up even still being up by whatever it was, four or whatever, in that last mm. 10 minutes, I had no concept of time when I watched it live because I'd been drinking too much. I just kept looking up at the score. When I watched the replay the next day, though, I was... I kept telling myself, fucking Paramount to win this. Like, it's incredible. The amount of chances that the Cows had, and they're a good enough team to, to do those, had done it against the Sharks. Like, they've got form, and they're in form. Mm. It's incredible that the Paramount just kept turning up and didn't let them happen. You know what I can say to that? All hail King Gutha. Yeah, His he was huge. was unreal. Yeah. I, would, I would go so far as to say he won in that game because if he didn't make those huge individual defensive efforts the Cowboys score those tries and it's, you know, game over for para. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and stretched uncle Fetster, uh, Sean Lane. He had a massive game again. He's really just charging. He's, yeah. he's one of the most damaging forwards in the comp at the moment. His ability to poke his nose through contact and get an offload away um, is unreal. 
So his pass as well was incredible. Uh, obviously, Moses's one was hectically forward and bizarre, but no one <laughs> so picked it ugly. up. I think it's because he was facing the other way. He may have looked like he passed it normally, but because he's facing the wrong way, passing like that, had to be forward. I mean, everyone posts that has said it was 100% forward. Did, I mean, if you look at the scoreboard afterwards, you're like, oh, that's a try. They would have lost. But I think it's so early in the game, it really yeah, wasn't. You can't say that's a game changer. No, I, I agree. And also, I think Moses, I mean, I hate these things, but I don't actually think it being forward was the reason they scored. I know that that's not why the rule is there, yada, yada, yada. But there are so many times where a hooker hits of hits someone and you're like, okay, you've called it forward. It should be a forward pass. But fuck, that rule is about not gaining an advantage from throwing the ball forward, not was it or wasn't it forward. Do you know what I mean? So so in those things, in a turning of a game, it's not like the ball was definitely forward and, and the other guy would have been tackled or only got over the line by a millimetre and it was because the ball gave him that momentum, yada, yada, yada. It really was inconsequential that it was forward. However, it probably should have been picked up at the time. On the other side of that, though, Sean Lane's one's almost the exact same as getting tackled. He's completely discombobulated and then hits an incredible pass going the wrong way and hits his winger for that trial. It's unreal. Yeah. Oh, the skill the Parrot team is showing. You know, I saw some things uh, about them charging all the way to the Super Bowl, which I thought was pretty funny with those <laughs> yeah, yeah. passes. But, but yeah, they, I think, um, you know, they've got the team to, to, to really shake the Panthers up. But I just yeah. think... They've like South would have done if we'd beaten the Panthers. You've gone the hard way. You've got so many tough games that you've gotten through. I really like the. Um, are we going to do team list later or? We will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, no, right, we'll do All right. Um, but yeah, I love that you're across um, that already. Though you're so keen for a team list. That's why we're doing it on a will. Tuesday. I love it. Yeah, uh, I've been looking forward to this all day, mate. <laughs> score. Uh, the score was twenty-four to twenty. I think that's right. I yep. Anything else in that game before it shuffles off? Um, oh, just I love watching Ruben Cotter run the ball. Anytime he runs the ball, doesn't matter what part of the field, he just looks like he's got more energy than everyone around him. So I'm looking forward to him having a huge season next year. Um, oh, and I, yeah, a couple other Cowboys players that I'm looking forward to seeing run around next year. Guys, I think had really good seasons. Um, yeah, Cotter, I think Dearden. Just out of nowhere, that that Origin game seems to like he was playing well, but that's sort of given him the belief to to do some crazy things towards the end of the year. So I think the cows will be there or thereabouts next year as well. I wonder how many of them end up on an extended squad as well for the World Cup, particularly people like mm. Cotter. Cotter could be a real good shout. Yeah, oh, you'd love his energy for sure coming off the bench. Um, yeah. And then like Nanai. Yeah, like I don't he, know if he'd. he'd be, Wonder what team he he'd be eligible for. He would be Samoan, I'd say. Yeah, but he might also be Australian. But he's declared for Australia. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Um, yeah. There's a whole bunch of people that I can't wait to see how they go in that in that arena as well. Because also, Cotter would just be great to be in that camp. He seems like the kind of guy who would learn a lot as well. Like it wouldn't be wasted on him in that experience. Yeah, um, for sure. A vibes guy. So you'd want him there for yeah, big locker room guy. But also, but also, I think he'd come back, you know, having learned a lot about stuff. So that would have been great. Yeah, 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 definitely. Peyton would love love him in there for sure. Culture club versus feet fans, and I want to try and go through this a bit more chronologically. Usually, I just move from team to team, but uh, at this score sizzle, Harry scores. Uh, Penrith would be winning if it wasn't for these rules. And at Sydney Blue knows Jesus is from Redfern confirmed because fuck the beginning of that game was so good for you. Bounce of the ball, all these calls. 
everything was was happening towards you guys. Yeah, I mean, things were going our way. And I like to say, um, you know, obviously as a Bunnies fan that, uh, you know, like the, the good team makes the ball bounce towards them or they put themselves in the right spot. Um, and the pressure, you know, is going to force calls that go their way. But to be honest, I think a lot of things were just flip of a coin or, or good luck. And, you know, we took advantage of it, but obviously not enough. Um, you know, that last couple of minutes in the what the last, I think, six minutes when they scored two tries, like as soon as I saw that, I just went, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> this, this could be. And you know we we scored the first twelve points and they scored the last thirty two. It was pretty yeah. uh, it was pretty ugly from there on. I just felt and, like there was so and, much belief so early, uh, and it just sort of it's like a hole in our bucket after that. I don't know if it was the tiger in me, but I, when I also saw that quickly accumulated points at the end of the half, I was like, oh, that's never a good sign. At Sharks obsessed tweeted these Panthers players realize this is the prelim and not Origin, right? Which made me laugh so hard that they could be this good in club, but then they did fuck us really essentially in, in origin. They were supposed to be this good the whole time and origin couldn't do it. But speaking of mm. origin, it did make me think about um, Appy Coruscant origin because we also used him in a really weird off the bench, on the bench kind of thing, which is what they did in, in this game. At Braden and Jay Brady tweeted, Penrith starting Mitch Kenny at hooker is honestly so weird and you wouldn't and you won't change my mind. Just make some clunkier. No need to take the sting out of the game for the world-class origin rep, Appy, who was more than capable of holding his own. Now, Mitch Kenny, I, I felt really smart in this because he um, there was a set on the try line where he had fucked four out of the five tackles. And I was calling it up to the second. I was like, wow, Mitch Kenny is a terrible hooker. Oh, my God, Mitch Kenny. Mm-hmm. He kept standing up. He kept making the wrong choice, kept standing up. That the cha- the choice that he would hit would be behind them. It was I was just hit like, oh my god, this was terrible. Oh my god! And uh, when attacking, like when coming out of yardage, you just hit the closest winger. When you're a Penrith player, it doesn't matter. They'll they'll make you 100 meters. But when you're actually trying to find, do I hit Yo Nathan? Is it Luluai? Do I hit the lead runner? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot happening there, um, and he couldn't do it. And I and the it was really obvious. I started shouting it. Then the commentator said the next set. And I was like, yes, I love it when commentators are repeating me. Mm. But then even if I'm not rating them at the same time, but then um, when Appy came on, it was light and day. Like it was like that Havili game that you guys had where Havili was okay for a while. And he had one bad game. You're like, oh my God, you need Cook back. It was in yeah. game where you were like, Mitch Kenny, oh my God, sir. Excellent tackles. They talked about him at length about his tackling in the, in, but, but when Appy came on, everything's hitting the right person. It's all hitting them in front. That bizarre try where he dummies a kick while running, like there's just the deception on the bloke. This guy's got spiders, I think, is the expression he's supposed yeah. to use. Insane. He's, um, he's, what I love about him is where he places his feet when he gets to the base of the ruck. It looks like he's going one way and he turns and goes the other. And the way he sort of moves his bodies, he's always selling something. You know, even if he knows that he's just going to be sending it straight to Nathan's hands or straight to uh, Moses Leo to charging on, like he's looking like there's three or four options. And all the Penrith players, I swear, they've got to be the fittest team in the comp because every single one of their players is is always running options and looking. And that's why he's so effective is because it, it looks legit, all these other dummies, um, because he's got the players actually running those lines. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, his try straight through the middle, that was definitely a concern, <laughs> you know, mm. early in the game. I, I don't mind the Mitch Kenny on for the first 20 to take the sting out of it because you go, oh, look what Appy did afterwards, right? Like 
could he have done that if he had made 20 tackles in the first 20 minutes or, you know, 15 tackles or had been run over a couple of times? Um, yes. And I think, I think Penrith can carry a hooker who plays 20 minutes and just chops people. Because I think Mitch Kenny forced an error early in the game as well with his defence. Mm-hmm. He doesn't miss tackles. Like, I don't, I don't mind that play from Penrith, to be honest. I mean, Appy could play 80 and they would probably still beat every team in the comp anyway. Um, but definitely, I think towards the end of the season, Appy's had a long season. Um, keeping him as fresh as possible is wise because in a game like that, you realise how important he is to that team because if yep. he's gone, they're, they're cooked. You know, he, they, um, they've managed without Cleary and they've managed without Luai. But I don't. I would love to see their win-loss record without Appy. It's a good shout. Um, also because he, uh, Mitch... Um, is I think their hooker for next year. So I also think there's a thing about maybe they're they're transitioning to to him, like because Appy's coming to us. So I don't know what they're doing for a hooker. Um, and it could be Mitch, like he just needs time. And also you're comparing him to Appy Coruscant, which also isn't fair. They play a different game. So you know, he I'm not putting a line through Mitch Mitch Kenny, yeah, but Kenny, yeah. But I'm just just amazed at, at the chalk and cheese at the time. The difference, yeah, for sure. I think they've got. Um, they've got Sonny Luke, that guy who's carving oh. for the for the um, Premier League. Uh, is that what it's called? Premier League? Nah, it's called Champ. Yeah, whatever it's called. That league it's called. He's carving for them. I think they're in the grand final against Melbourne this weekend. Um, and he's, yeah, he's been playing really well. He's come on, played pretty well for the Panthers. So I think it'll be those two sort of duking it out for for that starting hooker spot. Um, he, and who knows, they might do the same thing. Mitch, you're, you're just going to be out 20 minutes. We'll go for the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah. Um, Scott Sorison does it. And when they won a premiership. Yeah. I mean, no one's. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been well documented, but Penrith, all of their juniors are absolutely destroying it at the moment. They're winning everything. Um, speaking of people who are really important to your team, I'd really like to spend some time talking about Tane Milne. Because that guy, now that he's been on, now that he's been on for a long time, it's amazing the irony of him not being dropped like your bloke has actually given me more evidence of how he's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Tedeshi eighty one eighty one, Tane Mill complete liability, and at SWT Gallagher Stephen Gallagher he said honestly it's a miracle Milne didn't break his arm. He hit that guy's head so hard it was outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's classic Tane right there. It's uh, definitely not what you want from from your winger um, or anyone on your team or in your club. But you know what? I think we've just signed re-signed him for another two years as well, which is oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, you've got a lot of ammo, but I, I tell you right now, if Jackson Paulo had been playing that game, I would have had more ammo than you. <laughs> I believe, I truly believe that. And I still can't believe the Roosters have signed him. I just have a really bad feeling that somehow he's going to turn into the next Joseph Swali, <laughs> um, which would, you know, which would almost be karmically fair considering the amount of shit I've given Jackson Paulo. And he's probably just a lovely guy. <laughs> yeah, a really good footballer. Uh, yeah. Speaking of um, our narratives coming off or not coming off, at Mick the Perm tweeted, Latrell this, Latrell that, Telegraph, Fox League, everyone's sucking him off all week. Edwards, <laughs> everyone's gave him, everyone, Edwards gave him a fullback lesson tonight. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, uh, look, it's hard to disagree. You know, when you watch that game, um, Edwards is far more suited to what's expected of a fullback these days. And I think, to be completely honest, what most teams probably need in a fullback, which is just effort, 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 fitness, 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 always sniffing around, always taking the hard carries, always being on the end of every single black line play in case you're needed. Um, Dylan Edwards has got to be the fittest guy in the comp. He, he does a mountain of work every game and he carved. And he's, he's a player who I always thought would just sort of be okay forever. Um, and he's now showing himself to really be elite. Um, you know, obviously in a fantastic Penrith team. Um, look, Trell, I mean, like we said earlier in the year, I still wouldn't mind seeing him. Remember when we were saying we'd like Blake Taft did so well at fullback, but we'd like Latrell in the centres um, and, and Taft at the back. I think that could still be an option. I don't know whether Trell would ever want that. And he hasn't really needed it, but I think once you get to the, the real pointy end of the season, he can definitely get found out by the world's best player in Nathan Cleary. He mm. just... His kicks just put him out of the game. And apparently he was carrying some rib cartilage as well. So he wasn't wasn't 100%. Obviously had to play that game. Um, but, yeah, he, he did not have a good, good night, old Trell. And, and the worst thing about it is he didn't have a bad night. Like this is the thing that no. Trell's got to carry is that no one he, – he didn't have Gutherson's night, which is really what I was going to link back to before. You said Gutho had such a big night. One of the reasons they won – his massive effort players and everything, particularly in D. And there were plenty of times, was at least two times I can remember seeing Trell working hard at marker, like he'd make a tackle when they're attacking in the red zone and he'd be at marker or, or the first of A defender. And then he just wouldn't track hard enough to follow that that play across, whereas Gutho was doing that over again. He, there was a couple of times where Gutho made tri-saving tackles in a row um, because of the effort players winning in there. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Edwards is also famous for that. He had a massive run. There was a kick return in this where in, in like the 65th or 70th minute where everyone 70. should have been gassed. Yeah. And you just and, like split the defense around 60 meters and you're just like, how are you doing that at this yeah. point of the game? Yeah. And, um, and you, you very rarely will see that from Trell. And you're like, I think, yeah, like I said, you can carry that sort of play earlier in the season and obviously even early in the finals. So when you, when you get, you know, really into the nitty gritty. Um, other teams are just going to going to be ruthless and punish you for that sort of, I guess, defensive attitude. And if he's just not fit enough, I think he's too big. He's a, he's such a huge body. There's, I can't think of a fullback in the game now who's anywhere near his size. Mm. Um, and you would say Inglis was would have been close back in the day, um, but obviously he made it work. Um, but still, I don't know. I, I, I hate bagging the the rising tide, but no. And I'm still not off him. I think it was just they came up against a team that was just extremely good, and that he just he just couldn't have his brilliant night. He just had an okay night, and you know he got found out. Um, and Panthers fans should absolutely lord that. He, all those tweets should come straight at him because that's all South fans and even mutual fans have been talking about it's how great Trell is. So to see him outplayed, yeah, um, yeah, you know, fair it's enough. great. Uh, at Don Sunday tweeted, proud of the lads' effort this year to make it to the final four again is a huge achievement, just not clinical enough tonight. Good luck to Parramatta next week. And at Din Django tweeted, this South team are fantastic. I love watching them play. 
Only Penrith could have beaten them in this final series. They are Kamali to Panthers Johns. Yeah, I like that call. Like we mm. said last week, um, you know, whoever won out of, and I truly feel that whoever won out of South and, and Penrith are, are going to be, are going to win the win the comp. Really, um, that was the grand final to me. Uh, I think they're the two best teams in the final series. And yeah, it's a shame we just end up on the on the same side of the draw. Um, and I have to agree, like it's so enjoyable watching South play. I mean, when Paris on, they're very similar, like really entertaining brand of footy. Um, I can definitely appreciate the Cowboys' defence and Paris just non-stop, relentless 80-minute efforts from every single bloke along the park and having, you know, the best halfback in the world, the best 13 in the world and potentially the best nine in the world in your team and a, a fullback who's really coming into his own helps as well. They're, they're good to watch as well, but usually they're just putting on clinics. So, um, you know, it's not as exciting as watching a team like South throw the ball around. But, yeah, I love that analogy, Kamali to Johns. Uh, overshadowed. At Nate underscore, I'm going to give the last word uh, before we do the score to Penrith fan at Nate underscore Sinclair 93 who tweeted, Third grand final in a row. What the holy Jesus fuck. They look unstoppable. Yeah, juggernaut. That's what they are. Um, I, I think get used to it, guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be happening for a while. They had they had all of their juniors and, and the core of most of their teams signed up from juniors. And a lot of those contracts are running out the, at the end of this year and next year. So luckily for the rest of it, they will finally get their payday and, all, and a lot of them will hopefully move on. Um, and then they'll just have some other new young weapon from Mountain Druid coming through. It's like the Taylor May when Toto left. I feel yeah. like there's just going to be a production line. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. Potentially, I mean, looking at, because they they won SG Ball, they won Flag, they've won whatever the one is between Flag and the other one we couldn't think of the other day. And now they're in the, the grand final for that one as well for both. So they they're on the the cusp of of breaking all sorts of records by winning. It's every called single SG Ball Jersey Flag New South Wales Cup and State Championship. That's there what we go. Saying. So those four they they they've got they're in the final for the state championship. Yep. They're in the grand final for the um, the, NRL. the NRL. Yeah. And if so they don't they, have an NRL team, NRLW team, but I'm sure they'd be fucking probably in the final for that too if they if they'd been about it. Score. The score, do I have to? 32 to 12. Well, speaking to you, have you, brother-in-law's brother-in-law messaged me. I got a lot of messages when the podcast didn't come out on Monday, assuming it was because you didn't want to do it because of the rabbits thing. Um, And I I told a lot of people that wasn't it. But uh, brother-in-law's brother-in-law messaged me saying five preliminary finals in a row with a zero conversion rate for Souths. Souths, even right like that, Uh, is a a massive risk. Tell you, oh, tells you something, doesn't it? And I wanted to ask you, does that tell you something? Or what's, are you the next Parramatta or what's the deal here? Is it a concern? Um, yeah, I guess so. I think, I mean, I think potentially we're over-reliant on too few players and they sort of get burnt out. Like Cam Murray gives his all. Like I'm worried about him, you know, his career being cut short because he just, he gets, he runs himself into the ground every every week, and then he has to do it in a final series. And particularly when a lot of the other, you know, big time players don't play well, he's always putting in an eight out of ten, 
if not nine or 10 out of 10 game. Um, and he can't do it on his own. Um, no, it doesn't concern me. I mean, I'm, I'd rather be there than not making the eight. So, yeah, fuck brother-in-law. Brothers in, brother-in-law's brother-in-law. Um, he can come see me. He's going to see you tomorrow night, mate. He's, he'll be at the oh, music Perfect. <laughs> first first oh, thing we great. can chat about. So is, uh, let's just get this straight. Are we all wearing jerseys? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you'll be wearing a boxing jersey. That's what I'm worried about. You're bringing, you turn up with your gloves, mate. I don't know where boxers don't have jerseys, obviously, the afternoon. My bad. I never watched that, that, that sport. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Hi, I'm Ali. And I'm Lulu. And this is Lulu, Lulu and, and Ali's Footy, footy tipping. tipping. So, Lulu, th- in this next week, we have a very special NRL event going on. What is it? The grand final. For both women and men. Yes. So, for the men, we have Panthers and Eels. Yes. What would you choose, Lulu? All right. I know Panthers have better odds, but I'm going Eels. I think it's their time to win this year. Ooh. I think it... Personally, I think Eels should win. Mm-hmm. But you're going to tip Panthers. But I want to tip Panthers because I want to be right. You know? Uh, yeah. And uh, then for yeah. the women's, we no, have... I'll, ch- I'll change mine to Panthers. I'll change okay. it to Panthers. And then for the women's, we have the Eels and the Newcastle. Again? The Eels again? Yeah. Um, I've got to go with the Eels now. I'm going to do Newcastle. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't know why, I just feel like they'll win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we also, before we end this off, we've got one more message to say. Our mum is beating us two years in a row in our footy tipping comp. And Thank you, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Nephews have just tipped. Congratulations to Auntie Mina Rombo, who's, who's done an incredible job winning two years in a row. She's the Penrith Panthers of our family tipping comp. Absolute weapon. Um, I'm going to quickly go through. Let's let's have a look now at um, this week coming up. We'll we'll do our tips and then look at some best case scenarios. The team list. It's happening on Sunday, the second of October, seven thirty p.m. Dylan Edwards, Charlie Sands, Isaac Targo, Stephen Crichton, and Brian Toto at the back line. Nathan Cleary, Jerome Lulawai, and Appy Corasau are directing the team around. Moses Leota and James Fisher Harris are the props. Billy Amakikau, Liam Martin of the second row, and Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Yo locks the scrum. Mitch Kenny, Scott Sorison, Spencer Linu, and, and Jamin Salmon are the interchange bench. The reserves are Sean O'Sullivan, Matt Island, who's Jamal Hopgood, Suwana Turava, and Chris Smith. Um, that's the Penrith Panthers defending premiers. Yep. They've got a weak gutted dog on their bench as well, which is lovely. Yeah, you go is for that. The... All right? Can we say that? Well, Ricky that's said still it. funny. Yeah, should be right. Uh, and now the Eels team: <laughs> um, Clinton Gutherson, the King, the Fijian Freight Train, Mike Acevo on the Sting, um, Viliami Penasini, the Newington boy. Uh, he's got real wheels, can move. Bailey Simonson is the other centre. Wanga Blake, 
uh, on the wing will definitely be a kick target for Nathan Cleary, I believe. He has hands like feet. Uh, Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses, two of the most, or probably the most exciting halves pairing in the comp at the moment. Um, Regan Campbell, Gillard and Junior Paulo in the engine room. Uh, a lot of skill with their big frames there. Reed Marnie. Um, is directing the traffic. Sean Lane, most improved in the NRL this year, I believe. Isaiah Papali'i, one of the best forwards in the game. Ryan Madison, skills to go with his enormous biceps, locking the scrum. We've got Nathan Brown, who's been recalled into the Eels team uh, for a bit of mongrel to combat uh, the, the Panthers forward pack, which I really like. Jacob Arthur, uh, presumably in there in case... One of the halves goes down. Oregon, Cavusi, Murata, Neocore are the two men left on the bench. Big bodies there as well. Really looking forward to this one. Uh, the guys in the reserves list, Bryce Cartwright, Makahesi Makata, Tom Opachik, Ofahiki Ogden and Kai Rodwell. Look at you with your chat. That was excellent naming of those those people in the reserves bench, particularly the people that did forget to say, of course, the referees actually Klein, touch judges, Phil Henderson and Drew uh, Altram and the senior review is Grant Atkinson. How would you say Drew's last name? Ooh, ooh, Ultram, Ultram, Drew Ultram. That's much Altram. better. Oh, that's a tough one. Love uh, to ask. Ultram's good. I'm sure, um, he'll be. I'm sure, he'll be there on Wednesday night. <laughs> that's right. Uh, quick, well, you know, maybe you'll put your tip and whatever in your best case scenario. Uh, I'm going to run through a bunch of them. And you can tell us. Um, yours. We've had a whole bunch of people tweet the pod about it mm-hmm. um, and, and just chuck out some opinions and bits as you feel and build your own. At Peter Denning tweeted, uh, North win state championship with twenty three with 2023 Dalian 5-8 of the year, Tyson Gamble getting man of the match. Uh, Knights win the NRLW, I cry tears of joy. Para win the comp in the NRL, both entering four straight, <laughs> but before entering four straight decades of spoons. Which is an incredible little caveat to have just at the end there. Uh, at Mario underscore Siegs tweeted, Penrith lose, Newcastle win. The Clearies are so... I love this Penrith lose, not Parramatta win. Penrith lose, Parramatta win, uh, Newcastle win. The Clearies are so sad about losing that they both retire immediately. The women's game outrates the men's game and the sexists lose their goddamn minds. Hmm. Uh, at... <laughs> at... <laughs> At Jacko Mato, he tweeted, Penrith to humiliate North Devils in the state championship. Parramatta to get one over the Knights in the NRLW. Penrith complete a men's quintuple with the SD Ball Cup, Jersey Flag Cup, New South Wales Cup, state championship and NRL titles all in one season by edging past Parramatta. At underscore goddamn good again, he tweeted, just for Salah to win, please. And big respect to you, sir, for also putting in Salah. At Mr. Bajas tweeted, Devils to win the state thingamajig. Knights win NRLW by 43. And (laughs) and, uh, I love disrespectful field goal. 15 other clubs to be deregistered for salary cap drug, leaving the Knights as premiers by default, the two greatest words in the English language, as we all know they're the only squeaky clean team in the NRL. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, he at hypothetic RL he tweeted for the NRLW Eels win however however they need to for the NRLM early lead and they start running downhill interesting Ooh. yeah 
At Fat Harry Lazy, he tweeted, parents to win it all. We've been statistically the best side all year. All the salty gronks who don't want to see hard work rewarded don't really like rugby league. Um, at Dan29Draper, he tweeted, ideal, Eels double win. NRLM, Eels score early, Penrith call back and lead 12-10 at the half. Para build in the second half, but go try for try and win it in the last five minutes. Five tries to four, 26-24. Wow. NRLW. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Knights early lead, Eels big second half and run them down 20-10. to 10. Wow. Um, at, that's, I was excited just reading it. I would love to watch them. At Jason mm. underscore Adams 639, Parramatta win the NRLW but lose the NRL M13+. plus. Oof, Jason. Uh, at Terry underscore Bull underscore, he tweeted, I'm conflicted. I want Para fans to know, I know, to win this, but the inner bulldog of me will enjoy if they lose. The system that Gus built at the Panthers is amazing, but I want it at the dogs. In the end, I want Kikau to be the best on ground, but read money to win it on the buzzer. There you go. Uh, or vice versa, he said. At Gilby underscore Gillard, NRLW Knights to get up, sending out Millie Boyle a winner before she signs with the Raiders W side. And NRLM, he said he's torn there. If Para win, we then have the longest premiership drought over. If Penrith win, the egos grow la- uh, larger. And the last one, and this is probably my favorite one, <clears throat> at Knights of NRL underscore TBL. He tweeted, Knights to win the NRLW at halftime, leading 24-0 with tries to Prettyborne times two, Clydesdale and Tetzel, plus an amazing try-saving tackle from Tetzel, throwing it into the first half, throwing that into the first half as well. They then fall asleep a bit in the second with the game already won and win 30 to 24. Broughton and Panatani score second half doubles with Tagarangi scoring the Knights lone try from a beautiful bomb by the Knights half Death Southwell. Then after the game, Parramatta win the men's grand final with Dylan Brown kicking a last minute two point field goal with the Panther, with the Panthers up nine to eight to win the game for the Eels with the score being 10-9 in favour of Parramatta. Insane oh. games. Both of those insane games. Wow. I love that. Wait, I love a lot of those predictions. Yeah, really good. Great people on social media. It's not a bad place. Just need to follow the right people. What are your, what are you thinking could happen here? What's your best case scenario? Um, look, I try not to be someone who, who chops down a tall poppy uh, in the Panther system. I think I want to see them. I want to see them win all four levels of um, of the rugby league men's competition. I think that would be something pretty remarkable, remarkable to be alive for. Um, that point about the egos growing does strike a chord with me because um, I I really just don't want Stephen Crichton to to layer up even more. I don't mind it from anyone else. He's the only one that it frustrates me from. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Penrith to beat the North Devils. I think I want Newcastle to win because I think they're such great like rugby league fans and they need some they need something down there. So I like that. I like Millie Boyle for um, player of the match. And then in the big dance, uh, I think my heart wants para. My head's saying Penrith. So I'm going to go Parramatta. And I like the downhill run. I reckon it's going to be tight first half and then they're just going to start pouring the points on. Um, and uh, it's going to turn into a, I'm going to say a 14-point win. 
So okay, well, I see what you're saying here. I did the exact same thing, but I did all my tips with head and heart. So my heart wants eels by one and my head's thinking Penrith by 14. Uh, my Clive, my Clive Churchill would be heart read money just because he's also moving on. He's been such a great player. Seems like such a nice bloke. But my head's saying Appy Coruscant. Uh, mm. First try scorer, no matter what, I think it's going to be Sean Lane. And uh, oh, my, yes. and also um, also Millie Boyle. I I realised the other day when I was doing a different podcast uh, for the NRLW has been in almost all of the grand finals so far because she was in the Broncos dynasty team. Then when she moved last year, she was still with them. And obviously the Roosters made it with the Dragons. But this year she's now changed teams into the Knights and the Knights are now in the grand finals. I think she's, if there's been five seasons, I think she's been in four of them or something like that. So just an absolute weapon. Um, Yeah, big fan. Now I'm going to do one quick wowman. Because uh, we haven't done it yet. Anything, if you, if you can think your own wowman, that's great. But the the wowman I wanted to bring up was at the blue the blue tick at the para eels tweeted this. He missed the birth of his daughter to go one more week. This is what it means. Cry emoji at Colonel underscore nineteen seventy three tweeted. Much love to Mitchell and his partner. The birth of my child uh, of my children is probably the biggest moment in my life. That is an almighty sacrifice for his other family. No one could nor should ever question his commitment to our club. He is he is to one, or here is to one more of the game. We go again. Insane that Mitchell Moses saw the birth of his daughter on FaceTime four hours before the game and then goes out and plays an incredible game. Yeah, blinder. Um, yeah, I'm really questioning his, uh, his priorities there. But you know what? You can have more than one kid, right? Uh, who knows if they'll ever make a GF again? That, no, it's a, that's a crazy decision. And I saw that, um, yeah, I saw his thing was, I can't, his, his quote was, oh, I can't leave the boys, um, you know, which is, I guess, probably says a lot about Jacob Arthur. Um, he probably just thought, we, I have to be there, otherwise they can't do it, which is sort of the attitude you want from your, from your halfback. And he certainly delivered. Um, but I don't yeah. know if I'd make that same call. <laughs> I just wouldn't use those words. I don't know if it's something about me, but if I was just like, I couldn't, like, it's just like, I don't want to dog the boys. Like that phrase there should never come into your relationship ever. Like if you and your partner are trying to make plans, your reason for not doing it can't be, I don't want to dog the boys. Now I started this with a way I'm still on Mitchell. I'm still on Mitchell. He did an incredible job here. He and his partner would have obviously talked about it. This is mm. Uh, you know, once in a lifetime, he's going to spend the rest of his life with his daughter. Um, and and I have had a kid and have never made a grand final for the top level of any professional sport. So I'm also going to say that any idiot can have a baby and be at that birth, but very few people get to be in a grand final. So there are lots of reasons why I can understand why he would do this. And as long as he said it to me by saying, you know, I, I really want to support the club or, you know, ev- there are too many people who have put in so much work here and I don't want to be the one that, you know, can't commit or whatever. Anything other than saying the word boys. The I'm boys. Happy with, yeah. <laughs> saying I couldn't leave the, the boys. No, please, Mitchell, reword it. Talk to somebody else. Whatever you said to your girlfriend, say to the camera, because there's no way you said to your girlfriend or partner, whatever she is, I can't leave the boys, please. Yeah, yeah. That would have gone down like a lead balloon. And um, you know what? I, I've been talking about, actually, I can't remember why it came up, but similar point was like, the birth is important, sure, but you've got the rest of your life to prove how much you love and care for your child, um, you know, and your partner. 
uh, and and uh, yeah, the potential grand final doesn't come around very often, particularly if you're a Parramatta player. So um, yeah, he's got the whole off season to be uh, to be a dad. He's going to have to the first week or two should probably be first five six days should be in hospital so he can go and visit or whatever. And then by the time she comes home and the real work starts, he'll be home from Mad Monday. So then he can time to fire up. Yeah, and he might have a ring to put on his little little daughter's finger. Uh, imagine. Oh, my God. That's making me so excited. I'm not even a Parramatta fan. Well, if you're big, you got to play big. We found the end of another app for you legends to listen all the way through. I hope whichever team you're going for wins the grand final. Uh, we And I also really want you to give the podcast a five stars. Tell your friends about it. Odine. Back on the Zoom, still a pleasure. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Can't wait to see you in the flesh on Wednesday night, mate. Yeah, that's right. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people in the socials, and we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes, and we bloody love yous. Australian Rugby League, Balmain, New South Wales. My name is Big T, the unofficial mayor. And with that, hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Sports BFS, a podcast conceived, recorded and distributed from the birthplace of Australian Rugby League, Balmain, New South Wales. My name is Big T, the unofficial mayor of Balmain, and still on a high from last week's win. With me as usual are the two best producers beer can buy, Mr Merchandise and Uncle Tim. The sweet tinkling in the background is Angus Roundface, a cat in charge of security at the Stripe House. And with me on this side of the ironing board... Are two guests. That's right, two.